Welcome to Rich Conversations. Today we're visited by Rafael Guzman Alders, who lives in Santiago, Chile. He was a really fun person to talk to, and we cover a number of different topics. The culture of Santiago and Chile, his writing and perspective influences, and his recent trip to Chicago. He visited Chicago in late November 2021, and uh, I definitely wanted to get his feedback and just his uh, opinion on his experience. Uh, that was super fun. And urban planning. Urban planning is a subject I love exploring with people, and uh, it's exciting. <laughs> I really enjoyed it, and we talk about so much more. You can follow him on Instagram at Rafa underscore Goose underscore Alders. You can also follow this podcast on all the social platforms. Subscribe on YouTube at Rich Convos on TikTok and Instagram at Rich Convos Pod on Twitter and Facebook. And feel free to message us for any topics you'd like us to explore or people you think we should have on that would be thoughtful and insightful. Now, sit back and relax. We are going to South America and we're going to explore a whole bunch of ideas. All right. Welcome to Rich Conversations. We have another wonderful episode for you. We are joined all the way from Santiago, Chile, by Rafael Guzman Anders. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thanks for inviting me. So the first question I have is, you have this flag right behind you. And yes. I thought it was the Colorado flag, and it turns out it is, right? It is. Yeah, actually. Okay. How, tell me the story of how you have a Colorado flag. <laughs> well, um, I'm, I'm Chilean, but I'm also American. And my mother's family is from Colorado. So I have the Colorado flag there. I got that flag <clears throat> on uh, uh, with a discount coupon on a um, in some outlets place and okay. was like with some percent of discount with uh, with some shopping at some uh, a random shop so I got it and there it is hanging there nice so you're in you're in Chile is it pronounced yeah. Chile Chile um it's controversial it depends on which English speaker you are to but most Americans will say Chile. Okay, got it. So why don't, why don't you introduce yourself real quick uh, and how long have you lived in Chile? Um, well, I'm 24 years old. Um, I majored in political science and I have lived most of my life uh, in Chile and in this very house that you're looking at right now. Nice. Um, that's pretty much it. Um, I'm half American and half Chilean. My father is Chilean and my mother is American. Okay, very cool. So you lived you live in uh, Santiago, correct? Yes. What's the general vibe of Santiago? <clears throat> well, the general vibe is uh, I will say it's mostly associated with the mountains that we have. We have the 
the Andes mountain range uh, right to the to the east, and they're like huge. Like you can see mountains here much higher than the Rocky Mountains in Colorado, for instance. Okay. Um, it's not such an elevated city. It's like um, maybe half a mile over the sea level, <clears throat> or okay. less than half a mile over the sea level. But you can you can see this. Um, stunning mountain scenery whenever whenever you want at any time of the year and it's simply fantastic uh, especially in winter when when there are snow-capped mountains up here after the rain because it really it rarely snows here and whenever it snows here it's a huge catastrophe like <laughs> really it's cool shut down there's no public transportation whatsoever um, most people will stay home till the snow is melt because what? we're not used to it yeah why is that we're not used to it it's it's weird for us but we have some we have had some uh, heavy blizzards in the past um the last one was uh 2017 i believe but okay. it's not that common and yeah, I will say that, that the main Bible of this city, whenever you come to visit, it's the mountains you see to the west. And well, actually, Santiago is surrounded by mountains, but smaller hills. And there's this uh, smaller mountain range to the west, which is called like uh, Coastal Mountain Range. And it's uh, rather smaller than the Andes Range. So, yeah, I'm looking at a map right now. So you've seen a lot of mountains. So you're in Colorado. You got you got you got those mountains there, the Rocky Mountains, Andes Mountains. I'm pretty used to mountains in general. And what surprised me the most of some places in the U.S. is like it's rather flat in some parts, and that really, it that's stunning to me because I'm. I'm used to see mountains everywhere I go. Chile is a very mountainous country. Like you cannot go anywhere without seeing uh, tall hills or mountains. Yeah, you uh, in fact visited Chicago pretty recently. We'll we'll talk about that later. But that's that's yeah. very flat here. Too flat. <laughs> uh, so what? Um, how does? How does Santiago, it's the capital city, but like, how does it compare to other cities in the country? Um, we have a saying here, like, uh, it's, it's pretty like self-deprecating. Uh, we say that God is everywhere, but he will only listen to you in Santiago. <laughs> okay. Like, yeah, um, this is the biggest city in the country. We have like, Six million inhabitants in the metro area, and uh, the next most populous metro area is like one point five million. Okay. So what what city is that? I should. Uh, I'm I'm thinking about Concepcion, if I'm not wrong, which is uh, by the south, like okay, six hours away by car from here, or one hour away by plane. Concepcion? Concepcion. Okay. It's nice. a hard 
Next one will be like Valparaiso metro area, which is uh, most widely known and world known since it's a very touristic city. What's it called? Valparaiso. Is it in the south? Uh, no, just actually right next to Santiago, like um, one hour and a half away driving. It's very close. <clears throat> like the, the main advantage of living in Chile in general is that oh, yeah. you're never too far away from the coast or the mountains. You can yeah, do what you want and go just in one day. You can easily make a day trip to the seaside or the or to the mountains. Do whatever you want. Do a hike and then go to the beach. You can do everything in one day. It seems like a, a very unique country in the world where like it's very narrow, but it's narrow north and south. Is the yeah. culture quite different between the north and south? Uh Mm, actually, I wouldn't say so. Most Chileans say will say that we speak differently between uh, uh, northern Chileans and south Chileans, but I wouldn't spot a single difference in the way we speak. Oh, really? Um, we're, we're pretty much the same, unless you go like very far south or very far north, uh, where people are more like uh, close to other countries than Chile itself. Okay. For example, um, Arica, which is the northernmost uh, big city, more closer to Peru than to Chile. Like people will go to shop or even do medical appointments in Peru instead of going in their own city. Huh. <clears throat> for instance. And in the far south, uh, Punta Arenas, um, that people, <laughs> those guys are like weird, are like another. <laughs> where where <laughs> is this? Uh... Punta Arenas, Magallanes. Okay. It's like the very far south tip of the continent. It likes, it lies there. Actually, we have the, the southernmost point of the American continent. Wow. Is the temperature quite, or the climate quite different between the north and south? Or? Too different. Like uh, in the north, we have deserts and no rain whatsoever. And the more south you go, the cooler it gets and the rain and more rain you get. Okay. And in huh. Punta Arenas, you will easily find out uh, snow during the winter, but they're used to it. It's normal for them. And it's yeah. really chilly and cold and windy. Um, yeah, Chile has many climates. It even varies um, between like um, the mountains, the valleys, and the coast, for instance, like Right now here is, um, I will say, around 90 degrees. <laughs> we're, we're having very hot summer right now. That's right. But you're I, in summer right now. Yeah. It's like 20 degrees outside right now here where I am. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> I prefer the cold. And, for example, at the same point in the 
coast, it will be like maybe 76 degrees right now. Okay. Like it's wow. by the coast and it's way different. Wow. What about year round? Is, does Santiago get get cold or no? Um, we get four seasons, but okay. you know, due to climate change and everything constantly changing, we we're more likely getting like a hot, dry season one, okay. uh, one half of the year, and the other half will be like a humid, cold season. Okay. Very nice. So yeah. what, are, what are the people like? Mm, okay, if you ask any other Chilean that lives outside of Santiago, they, they will say that we are very greedy, mean, <laughs> impatient, <laughs> yeah. um, like very individualistic. We don't care about each other. And I will say it's sadly mostly true, but... Okay. If we if we talk from a general perspective in the Chilean mindset, I will say like Chileans are really upbeat, um, although very serious compared to other Latin countries. Where really? like other countries sees us as being very stiff or snobbish guys because we don't have that much fun, but we actually do. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We are, we are very heavy drinkers here. Like uh, we have a, we have the highest average of uh, alcohol consumption in Latin America. Okay. And we're very close to Germany, actually. <laughs> really? So what do yeah. people drink there? We have many drinks, but our drink is Pisco. Pisco. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've had some Pisco in my day. Oh, it's, it's great. It's <laughs> Very good, actually. You will find, I, I think you are more likely to find Peruvian Pisco. And that's a controversy we have like between us, um, mm -hmm. like a feud over who invented Pisco first, Peruvians or Chileans. But it's actually, um, it was like uh, investigated, it was researched in the past by academics and they ended up finding out that Pisco was made in Chile for the first time. So we have, oh, there we go. So so we have the ownership of the um, origin brand kind of thing. Like, I don't know, the, the champagne from France and we have Pisco from Chile. You're actually not allowed to bring into Peru um, liquors that are branded as Chilean Pisco. You're not allowed to do that. Really? Yeah, <laughs> Interesting. It's crazy. Wow. So, okay. So you guys drink a lot, but you guys, the rest of Latin America thinks that you guys are too serious. Um, some people consider us like the Switzerland of Latin America, but I wouldn't say so. Okay. <laughs> like, because we're mountainous or, um, a very developed country or we high, uh, human development index but i wouldn't yeah. compare myself as a chilean to switzerland never yeah. um we're we're pretty chill compared to other guys but okay. people people kill is still very friendly very fond and uh i don't know like very 
Latin like like we all all Latinos we have that uh, Latino vibe of being very um, <clears throat> like we we uh, we shake hands we hug or yeah. we kiss when we say hi and all of that we yeah. like the, and we're very fond of each other and we totally get each other since we all speak the same language we have our differences but at the end we get each other yeah totally uh so what chileans what kind of interests do they have and what value what do they value most mm, in general chileans value a lot time with friends and family we do that a lot like um we like going for coffee we like uh, spending a weekend and like family weekend kind of like we barbecue with the family on Sundays. We visit uh, grandparents or or uncles or aunts can come to visit to your home, and we have a a very um, close like family tradition. We're very traditional and very fond of family in general. Okay. We like spending time together and um, same with friends like. Um, Friday nights will be for friends and Sunday afternoons for lunch will be for family. Okay. Yeah, I get that. That makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. What sights, sounds, and smells stand out to you about Santiago? What smells? That's a very interesting question. I was... Um, makes me think a lot about the <laughs> you'll find this very weird but uh, I like the smell of the metro system here really yeah it, it's nothing like the Chicago L trust me <laughs> or the New York subway nothing compared yeah. like our metro is known for being uh, the most modern uh, rail rapid transit system in the American continent as a whole, since oh. we have uh, driverless metro and, and stuff like that. And that were first lines, uh, the first lines of the metro were rubber tired, like with tires, like the car. And they have a very special smell when they, <clears throat> with the friction, with the rails and yeah. everything, they leave a very special smell that makes me feel fond about it. Uh, Interesting. Of uh, going with my dad on weekends just to take a ride on the subway because I, I thought it was very fun and interesting. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm sure that's fun as a kid, especially riding the train. <laughs> yeah, it's very fun. Another smell that I really like here, um, it's uh, roasted peanuts. Roasted peanuts? Or no, toasted peanuts. Toasted, toasted peanuts? We, we usually have those ones for when it's very cold, when it's winter, and uh, we have very low temperatures, maybe uh, 50 degrees or 30 degrees, and you smell the caramel, the peanuts and everything, and it's like invigorating, and you only wish to have one of those bags in your hand like right away. Yeah. Um, I'm, I have fond memories with those, with those smells uh, because 
I remember my my grandpa will always get me a bag of toasted peanuts whenever I was hungry on on winter because it's hot and it's very yeah. nice and crunchy and I love it till this yeah. day. Wow. All right, what sounds? Sounds um well, Santiago is pretty noisy actually. Yeah. <laughs> um especially the places I like going to the most uh we have like an arterial street or well avenue actually which uh crisscross the whole city and it's where all businesses main offices and most important places are placed okay i like going around there and uh you can always listen to the to the buses going around and it's a very typical sound for me like it reminds me of my hometown kind of thing and another sound i'm uh that i really like is the <laughs> i'm back to the metro here again those uh rubber tire trains um mm -hmm. they have a very special sound when they start running and i like that one too I remember it since I was a kid and I'm very fond of it. Wow. Although it's like too noisy, like even annoying for some people, but I'm fond of it. I like it. Really? Yeah. Unless you're talking through the phone, it's very yeah. annoying. <laughs> All right. So what, what uh, scenes are you seeing on a daily basis? Like what are people doing? What are you, what are the sights that you're seeing? Mm, the sites like what's people doing in streets or stuff like yeah. that yeah hmm well i like going to parks or having strolls around and um, we have uh fairly well-developed like public spaces and public life and people will sing in the streets will play music in the streets um whatever kind you can even listen to singers in english if you want if you if you go to the right places um people uh working out like in groups in parks or squares um we have these uh vendors uh around like <laughs> screaming out loud what they're selling and what price it is For example, the the toast peanuts guys, they they do that. <laughs> wow. Um, like we have lots of things that were once common in another era, and right now it's okay. still part of us. Wow. So like the tradition still mm -hmm. kind of carries on. Yeah. Interesting. It's kind of long lasting and it's still alive and it feels like the city is alive interesting what's something about chile that most outsiders don't know mm, i will say that most foreigners non-spanish speakers will be thrilled well even spanish speakers are thrilled with our accent we have a very fake accent and Some some English speakers will say that we are the kind of like the equivalent for the English speaking world of Australia kind of thing. Like, 
<laughs> Interesting. Yeah, we're kind of their equivalent because we speak too fast. We use many slangs, lots okay. of slang. And sometimes you cannot even get a single word of what we're saying. Wow. It's even hard for Spanish speakers to get us and uh, to understand us. Like, I even have a dictionary and it's like this huge. Really? Chilean words. Like, specifically Chilean words. Like, we are a completely other language. But we can understand each other pretty well. We can understand other speakers but they can't understand us <laughs> that's what nice. um, i will highlight as what most foreigners don't know and they found out here wow well shifting gears a little bit what sparked your interest in uh like political science and writing okay let's go part by part um Political science for me was an option as I I was always curious about history and politics in general. I was very passionate about politics. And even though I have shifted my point of view on many matters to this day, I have always I've always been fascinated with politics in general. And I, I had this like questioning constant um, question about power how do you drive power what does power imply to people what does Mm -hmm. power imply to countries for international organizations and I was uh, interested to know more about it I wasn't thinking about like the let's say market or the average wage salary at the first uh, year or nothing mm-hmm. nothing like that but I was interested into knowing more about my questions so you wanted to pursue your curiosity in those types of questions yeah I was totally pursuing my curiosity and I'm a very curious person. I'm, I'm always curious about many stuff. And whenever I'm curious, I like to learn about it. Yeah. Sometimes, uh, you know, curiosity will drive a lot in humans, like um, maybe anger or reject towards some things, mm-hmm. like they, because they don't know it. Yeah. But whenever I don't know something, I get interested in it. And yeah. I try to learn more now, learn more about it. Yeah. You like history. What, what are like two Chilean historical events that are like massive? Well, <clears throat> it's controversial, but I, I cannot say it. Um, I cannot deny it nor hide it, but yeah. One of our main historical events was the coup d'etat that um, threw out uh, Salvador Allende and established the Pinochet's dictatorship on September 11th, 1973. Like, okay. that it's still a hot and very controversial topic till this day. Okay. And other one, um, I'm focused. I'm focusing on recent events. I will say our 
uh, new constitution that is being um, grown right now. And all the Chilean people pushed towards a new constitution because they believed the last constitution wasn't democratic nor fair enough to be um, on rule still because um, our last constitution, our, our current constitution actually was brought um, by Pinochet's dictator, dictatorship. Um, he wrote it on 1980 and it was uh, highly undemocratic and not consensual uh, constitution. Mm. And people wanted some, something different and people fought for that on 2019 in spite of all the chaos and everything that happened. Maybe you're familiar with the protests, the riots and the unrest in Chile during that year. And it's still going on. Like it's something that it's not gone yet. And it won't be gone, even when the constitution, even when the new constitution will be ready. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like a lot, a lot of stuff has been happening, especially recently within even the last 40, 50 years that it's still Still growing, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Who would you say, uh, like, who are three influences of yours, whether it's uh, people or things like books or art that have influenced your outlook on life? Mm, I, I try to stick to uh, books as a source of, influence for myself as um, as a grider well attempt of grider as I say in my Instagram account because I don't believe myself to be a grider yet <clears throat> well do you write I like to write uh, poetry but uh, I'm pretty good with writing in general I, I can write an essay or um, an opinion or whatever I, I'm yeah. very good at it. I, I have to, without um, being too generous with myself, um, I will admit that I, I'm a good writer in general, but I'm still polishing and trying to improve my skills in poetry in general. For example, yeah. I, I haven't been able to write much poetry in English. Okay. Yeah, I was looking for uh, some translation, but I couldn't find it of your... Uh your poems oh no 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 <laughs> i don't have one <clears throat> um i have some poems in english but uh i haven't shown those yet and yeah i'm pretty insecure about them uh for for me it's rather hard to write the same as the same way as i write in spanish because yeah um even though I, I can, uh, I can manage. Uh, I can speak English and write it down uh, very fluently. I still struggle to find the right words or the right rhymes, and it's actually very hard to find rhymes or to rhyme in English. It's mm. like nightmarish, and in Spanish, it's like like so easy. Really, like, we have many similar word endings that we can 
<clears throat> apply to other words and they will easily. And in English, it's just a nightmare <laughs> because you cannot find rhymes in English uh, just writing down words okay. because one word ending might be pronounced in a different way compared yeah. to other word with the same letters ending like yeah it's weird <laughs> it's very weird and makes it harder for me to write so what okay what three books then three books yeah mm, i'm looking at my library right now um i will have to choose um well, one of the books that influenced me the most in my school years was called Our Shadows, Nuestras Sombras, okay. which was wrote by a Chilean author. It's about a little girl that struggles through her poverty and her teenage, and she has to grow up. Because, not because she wants to, but because life pushed her into growing up. She had to. Otherwise, yeah. she wouldn't keep up with her life. And I think it's very inspirational how life um, te tests us constantly mm -hmm. with um, problems or feuds with friends or uncertainty. And that makes you grow because you have to grow over it yeah because you you have to choice you have to make a choice you cannot just go without taking choices in life and that's what this book is mostly about and it's very inspirational for me like it's one of my favorite books is it in english uh no it's in spanish okay unfortunately Maybe there's a translation, but I, I doubt it. I'll try and find one, <laughs> yeah. but I'm not sure I'll find it. Nice. All right. What are some other books? Other book. Um, I will say that the other book I really like, it's like uh, Love Poems from Alfonsina Storni, which, uh, which is um, an Argentinian poet. And she's, she had a tragic life, like with uh, broken hearts, despair and suffering, but always she knew like she had to pay that price for love. Like she had to suffer for love. And, it could sound very intense, but it really inspires when I'm writing because uh, she didn't conceal feeling her feelings. Okay. And she actually died very tragically. She killed herself, throwing herself to the sea in the rocks and she disappeared oh. and was never to be found. Uh, and well, her life and even her end, which was tragic, it was poetic, I think. Yeah, it's very, uh, very fitting, it sounds like. It sounds very fitting and yeah. very uh, magical in some maybe um, distorted sort of way. But yeah, 
kind of like she was uh, very really going according to what she was writing like yeah. she never concealed her feelings she mm -hmm. always write about how she felt about her love about her friends about what where she was living at and that really inspires me yeah absolutely okay another another book okay last book um that one i will say um okay this is a very nerdy choice i will say um aaron's book about politics like what is politics i don't know the exact translation in english but i um the title in spanish is directly translated to what is politics <clears throat> and well that book has many interesting thoughts and questions about uh the matter of power within our society how society understands power and how society um how somehow distorts the idea of politics in general it um it's a book that i discovered when i started to uh have lectures in political theory and yeah. it was a great discovery like i fell in love with my career I fell in love with political theory in general, which is one of the fields I'm most interested on in political science. And it encouraged me to be more critical and to see around me and don't stick to my own ideas, but to be constantly questioning myself into building more accurate, more... Um, I don't know how to say it, um, more um, real point yeah. of view, more real point of view or approach to real life and to the real world. Hmm. Interesting. What yes. about music? Do you, what, what are like three musical artists in your heavy rotation right now? Okay, that's another nerdy, <laughs> that will be another nerdy answer. Um, I, I'm actually listening, I listen to a lot of Asian pop. I love okay. Asian pop. Asian you know? pop? Yeah, um, like J-pop J or K-pop. Uh, I love it. <laughs> and recently, one of the artists I've been listening to the most rotating around my playlist the most it's um perfume perfume it's it's called like that like you spell it the same way perfume okay. it's um it's a girl band from japan and they sing like electro pop music and it's uh really interesting and they have like um very interesting songs that inspire inspires me into being more upbeat into being more happy into seeing the nice um side of life can can you read the titles of these do you speak any you read any japan japanese um i do read some i read more than i can 
yeah. <laughs> well, I actually don't like that song that much. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Flash. It's like one of my... I like that one very much. Okay. That one's called Flash. Yeah. And it's about like... If I... I don't remember badly. It's about like being inspired, like being your own flash and spark the lights around you kind of thing. Okay. Their, their music is very upbeat in general. Yeah, but definitely. It's just that. That's what it says there. Oh, I love that one too. That's about, um, it's called Time Warp and it's about like time traveling. Okay. Um, I'm into that. Of the past, reencountering yourself with uh, your younger oneself. Uh-huh. And it's like so nice. And the video is very hypnotic. Nice. Okay. What are, what are a couple other artists in your rotation? Well, next one, Avery Lavigne. It's been <laughs> like my best partner during the last um, months because I, I kind of like to feel back in my school days okay. listening to Avery Lavigne because her songs are about um, like this melodramatic love, like teenagers love kind of thing or this skater boy this boy that sucks yeah. uh, the girl actually finds perfect or so yeah. sexy and hot and how to feel um self-empowered um valuing oneself over the circumstances and it's very inspirational for me i love awesome it, um last artist hmm i will say i'm between avil and lady gaga Ooh, lady gaga i like lady gaga yeah <laughs> what's what's your favorite song um i will say telephone totally yeah it's a solid one it's, with beyonce yeah that one it's yeah. a yeah yeah very good song and one of the newest one i like the most it, it would be uh one one <laughs> okay it's um it's like my jam i i always listening i'm always listening to it one another another time awesome thanks Over. for sharing those i appreciate that <laughs> So you were in Chicago recently. Tell me about that trip. Well, it was a very crazy trip. It was, I will say it was one of my craziest trips ever. Really? Oh, kind of like a lot. And it was one of the first times I was alone at a city in in the U.S. I've been alone in New York, but it was for just a long layover. So it was not a big deal, but I spent like a couple of days in Chicago and then three days in Chicago. Okay, let's start from the beginning. I, yeah. It took me three days to get to Denver. From Chicago? No, 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 from Chile. Wow, is- how did it take three days? 
Well, <laughs> because I was traveling on a bike, like money doesn't grow on trees and I'm a recently graduated student and yeah. the only jobs I could apply for were like um, waiting at a restaurant and that was what I was doing tips were great like very yeah. good like it was very easy for me to to save money because I didn't have to touch my wage I could live from the from the tips yeah <laughs> And that was great. Um, when I earned enough money to go and to start planning my trip, I will quit my job and start planning it. I started mm -hmm. planning my trip on August and I got my tickets for November 16th to spend Thanksgiving with my family in Denver. Okay. And well, the trip, as I was traveling on a budget, had many overs. I have to go from Santiago to Sao Paulo, Brazil, from Sao Paulo, Brazil to Mexico City, and from Mexico City to Chicago. Wow. I remember I got to Chicago at um, 2 p.m. maybe. Okay. Um, I wasn't able to catch the train because I really wanted, I wanted badly to travel by train in the U.S., Okay. like a long distance tra distance train and i decided that i wanted to go to denver by train from chicago okay. and i have to stay one day over in chicago i remember i was staying near this uh l station fullerton avenue yeah yeah i know i'm very aware of that stuff purple lines yeah <laughs> we're stopping there we're calling at the station and I served there at a pretty nice hostel, which name I don't really remember, unfortunately, but it was a great experience. Um, like the first, the first thing I did when I arrived to the hostel was to take a shower because I felt myself like sticky, sweaty. Yeah. Um, it wasn't nice at all. I had to change my clothes and everything. And I went, I simply went out, like, let's explore the city. Yeah. And I simply went bounded to the loop. And I got down the first uh, station, I believe it was Clark and Lake, if mm -hmm. I yeah. remember. Correctly. It was Clark and Lake. And I, I got off there and started walking around. Mm -hmm. It was already late. It was like around five. It was dark already. Um, and I was just going around the streets and taking pictures with these amazing buildings and lighting and lights. Yeah. The streets, it was magical. And well, Chicago didn't have that many tourism back then because you know coronavirus happened yeah and i was mostly alone there so it gave me great scope to explore the city and take great mm -hmm. pictures and yeah it was magical that that night was magical for me it's cool I, I still wanted to try the chicago style pizza but i didn't find like any any place with the best reviews that i wanted to okay to see. Or going there 
So I remember that night uh, I went to a Panda Express and oh, yeah, nice. some Tommy and that was all my food there. Yeah. And after that, I went to a Whole Foods to get a cupcake. And the next day, nice. I remember I went to the, to the lake to see the lake. And because it was like five blocks away from where I was staying and there was this park, Lincoln Park, if I... If I remember correctly, yeah. And I walked through there uh, all the way up to the lake. It was very windy, very chilly, and I simply loved it. Yeah. The bad thing was that it was cloudy that day, so um, the skyline of Chicago wasn't making justice to the pictures I was taking. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, but it was amazing. I was amazed to see such big lake ocean like and never seen something like that here yeah what what other things did you do in the city um pretty much uh i explored dl <laughs> yeah that's um one of my other fascinations are trains and public transportation and well, I, I enjoy exploring DL and reading about the history of DL. And actually, the first, the, my first leg in Chicago wasn't that uh, long enough okay. to go around the city that much. And so it was pretty much like getting to know the city and getting to know the, um, the, the surroundings. Yeah. About all I am. I haven't went like, oh, I will go to, let's say, Sears Tower or nothing. I just, I just say, I want to see the lake and I want to go to the loop. That was the goal. Okay. Yeah, I didn't have a plan. But uh, on my way back from Denver to Chicago, I was able to see more of the city and which amazed me the most about Chicago was the amazing like lakefront. Mm-hmm. The society was beautiful with parks and place to, places to have fun, places where you can see, where you can jog around or bike. And it was beautiful. It was a great, um, like, Chicago is mostly complemented as a city that knows how to um, blend the city and the urban spaces with water. And yeah, I think it really does it in a wonderful way. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a great city and we got great views, great parks. Uh, what, what surprised you most about the city that you didn't expect? Um, actually, I have a, a good surprise and a bad surprise. Okay, let's hear it. Which one do you want to listen first? Bad. Okay, um, public transport, despite being um, better than other public transportation systems I've seen or experimented in the U.S., um, it was like... Um, very dirty in general and i felt it i felt unsafe on it Uh, it wasn't the nicest place to go Uh, as i as i told you i like to explore the ale 
but I found out um, not very nice places and the trains were like unsafe too with uh, drunk people or people smoking. And it wasn't that nice because I was never familiar with that kind of uh, things in yeah. my hometown, for example. Okay. That was shocking for me. That was the bad surprise. Now, the good surprise is that I never thought that Chicago will be such a um, multicultural or multi ethnic city. I didn't expect to see that much of a variety of races around me as mm -hmm. in other cities. I, I believe myself that like New York is, it was the most diverse city in the whole US. Um, well, it still is probably, but I was never expecting to see so much, um, so many Hispanics, for example, in Chicago, I was amazed. Yeah, and, we, got, we got a real good Latin <laughs> population here. Yeah. And um, I was surprised as well that um, white people were very few compared to Asian, Latinos, um, Afro-American people. And it was nice because you have all of these kind of uh, places where you go to it and they're very diverse and you see all kinds of people in the street. And it feels like, um, mostly safe, like um, people just do their life because they are people, no matter the color of the skin, the color of their hair, or even no matter of the language they spoke. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's quite diverse. It's diverse, but it's also like there's a vibe. There's a vibe of Chicago that that I, I haven't experienced elsewhere. So when I travel, one of my favorite things to do mm. is like getting back and then like taking the L from O'Hare to uh, the bus and then riding the bus back home and you just get on the bus and there's people, they look all different, but there's, it's like the same vibe. It's like this mix between New York hustle and LA chill. And it's like in between it, yeah. And it's just like, everybody's just like, cool, you know? <laughs> I can actually say that I totally like Chicago as, uh, as a tourist and as an American because uh, uh, I've been to other cities. Uh, LA, for example, is not my to-go example of the best American city to go to visit. Yeah. Um, Especially as I someone who, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I think I know Especially what you're gonna say. Because uh, cars and traffic yeah. jumps everywhere, and I hate cars. And no, and New York has all the New York vibe. Like you can see hundreds of thousands of TikTokers uh, going to New York, and you know this New York vibe, whether yeah. it's good or bad you know good with the central park with the places to go around with the museums and everything and the bad part with this with the nasty subway with the rats <laughs> <laughs> expensive hot dogs yeah and it has all the vibe and i can say that chicago gave gave me the most um nice vibe that yeah. i've 
experience in a new city that I encounter in the US. I will compare it to Washington probably, but you know, it's a little different story with Washington, but yeah. um, Chicago has its own charm and um, it's an affordable city. Ha it has uh, good public transportation and it's fun. Like you have yeah. so many things to do there. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Good, yeah, good, uh, good summary. <laughs> I appreciate that. I uh, appreciate you, you visiting too. Uh, I got a couple more questions for you. What is something you're curious okay. about recently? Um, recently, I've been curious about urban planning. Um, I've been like um, channeling my fascination about trains through urban planning and how to make cities a better place for a living. And with all my trips to the U.S., I have learned in like in the same place, in the very place that urban planning is very important for us, for even for mental health mm -hmm. in general, like where you have a place to go, where you can chill and not just listen to the bumble and rumble of the cars and the city, because cities don't have to be noisy or annoying or stressful. They can be nice places. And urban planning has been one of the things I've been most curious about recently. And I've been researching and reading books about it. And I really like it in general. Have you read uh, The Death and Life of Great American Cities by Jane Jacobs? I was very um, enthusiastic to get that book there, but I wasn't able. I really want to get that book. Yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, I agree with you. Urban planning is important. And um, yeah, to be like healthy and in a very livable city. Um, another good one is Triumph of the City by Edward Glazer. I don't know if you've read that one before. I haven't um, heard about that one. Yeah, that one's a good one too. What books have you read on urban planning? Um, mostly uh, books in Spanish, um, like uh, mobility, urban mobility and sustainable city by Natalia Escudero Peña, which is a PhD on architecture on, uh, um, how to say this, in Belgium. She got her okay. PhD in Belgium. And what's, it, what's her name? Natalia Escudero. Okay. And her work, um, this book is about her um, PhD thesis research. Right. So it's really interesting and has great scope for imagination and to plan cities in a proper way and how modes of different modes of transport impact our cities in general, positively or negatively. And um, it's a great book, I will say. Um, another one that I was reading was uh, more Chilean-based. It, okay. It's called 
Santiago Caníbal, like cannibal, like okay. cannibal Santiago. And it's a book about all the public spaces, all the buildings, um, remarkable um, spaces that we have lost in Santiago mm. to the ages, to the real estate market, or just in the um, selfish name of progress. Interesting. It's interesting. a really interesting book that yeah. um, um, travels around times like um, historic buildings that were very significant to our history as a city and as a country, as Santiago is the capital of Chile. Um, um, it was very nice. Like you can go around Santiago reading this book and looking out the buildings, looking for the buildings that are already gone. And I will say it's a sad book, but it's mm. also a very interesting book if uh, someone is interested in the urban landscape of Santiago. Cool. What? Uh, tell me about some of your favorite travel experiences. Oh. Okay, um, well, the most recent one was interesting because I have a very turbulent trip through the US and I wasn't able to spend even one full week with my family and I just went back to Chicago because I was riding the train. But I already told you about that one. I will say that my most remarkable travel experience was when I, when I went to China with... Uh, when I went to leave to China with 17 years old. Wow. That was where, where in China? Uh, Nanjing, very close to Shanghai. Okay. It was amazing. It, it was an amazing experience. And um, it, it was a life changing experience. I, I actually got interested in um, politics I was more um, fascinated with politics in such a close country, non-democratic country, mm. but not in a bad or a good way, because uh, I will say that politics have no morals, but what's behind politics is just interests. Mm. So I take a very, um, I try to take uh, a very uh, objective approach to when I understand those processes. And well, um, I learned how to write in China because wow. I wasn't able to write in Chinese when I got there. Um, so I was pretty much like um, illiterate. I, Do you know some Mandarin then? I, I know like quite a lot. It? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Uh, most of what I learned was uh, to be fluent and to write when I was in China and I learned about the culture and, and the people, the language and Chinese is a really fascinating language. And well, for me, Mandarin wasn't that hard as it has uh, many mm. pronunciations that match the English pronunciations of words, which is already really wide and very crazy. And well, Chinese is very easy to speak, but the problem is to write. Okay. It's very similar to English in the regard of um, like subject, verb, object, kind of like um, 
word order when whenever you're speaking okay pretty straightforward it's a very intuitive language even when you get to know the characters they're they get um easier and easier to learn when you learn more more of them okay how many countries you've been to um six already wait no seven or six okay let me count <laughs> so england france sweden china vietnam united states and peru yeah seven wow very cool Not countries I, i would like to be traveling more but i have many plans in the future once coronavirus is over because uh, most of my u.s uh trips for example are planned uh on a family visit basis so okay. i focused on visiting my family spend time with them i like going around denver for example on my own because i have a, a light rail station close by and denver is known to have a very huh go ahead finish that real quick uh denver has like a wide and comprehensive uh network of rail so You can go around the city just by rail. It's very nice. And I like doing that. I like exploring cities in general. As I told yeah. you in Chicago, I just, I say, I just wanted to go to the loop and I went to the loop. I yeah. just wanted to see the lake and I went to the lake. How yeah. I got there, I don't care. Yeah. So you, you took a train from Chicago to Denver. That's how you got there? Yeah. Nice. And Amtrak. Amtrak. Yeah. I can assure that <laughs> their reputation for delays, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> nice. They have what, a really bad what are your, uh, what are two countries that you're anxious to visit when you get a chance? Oh, that's easy. Um, Japan and Spain. Japan and Spain. Interesting. Yeah. Where in Spain? I've, I've been, Spain is like one of the countries I've actually gone to. Yeah. Mm, cool. Um, I would love to go to Barcelona, Madrid, um, Oviedo. I actually have quite a lot of friends in Spain. <laughs> really? I mean, um, when I, when I was uh, at China, when I was in China uh, quite a few years ago, And we kept in touch and they're very good friends till this day. And I really appreciate them. And I always promise to visit, but I've never been to Spain so far. Yeah, dude, Barcelona, I think is like my favorite city in the world. It is so cool. It is, yeah. it is cool. I can say that like, I only know Barcelona from, from my friend's description or for, from pictures, from documentaries. And it's, it seems to be a wonderful city and a wonderful place to, to be and to visit. Yeah. Well, my last question for you, what's something that excites you for the next two years? What excites me? Like motivates me or your interpretation what excites me that's actually hard um i'm in a point of my life when i'm a um i'm no longer a, an undergraduate student 
Mm-hmm. I spent my last classes from how from my home, um, doing homeschooling, and that really sucked because I I didn't get to live through the process and to experience everything that was uh, cool about senior year or part of part of junior year. Yeah. So right now I'm in a limbo kind of thing where I don't know where I am standing. Like I can't believe um, where I am right now and that I um, already um, having my graduation ceremony next Wednesday, actually. Wow. And well, what excites me is what, what will my curiosity drive me through during the next years because as I, as I told you I'm really curious and I love to learn and I've been thinking about studying um, uh, new courses or a master's degree or a PhD eventually and I'm really excited about it and I, I will say that learning is what excites me the most for the next two years and the next 10 years yeah, that's a great answer. Well, thanks for coming on today. This has been uh, it's been a pleasure having you on and talking with you. Well, it was my pleasure too to meet you, and thanks again for inviting me. It was very fun. Absolutely, thank you. Thanks for listening to Rich Conversations. Again, you can follow Raphael on Instagram at rafa underscore goose underscore alders. Think about where you live, why you live there and how it's different from everywhere else. There's a lot of value in that reflection. You're a unique individual and living in a unique part of the world. It's unique to everyone except who lives there, right? Um, Wherever you are, it's like interesting, you know? So enjoy the rest of your day.